0: grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, in the midst of the the turmoil, it, it seems our nation is experiencing, we once again turn to the word of the Lord our God, for he tells us that we are to always speak the truth in love. That's what we're we're called to do. Now, of course, in our day, perhaps we have to, to begin with with the argument: well, you know, what is truth? You might remember during the trial of Jesus, Pontius Pilate, the governor, at the time asked that very question of, of Jesus. He said, What is truth? Truth. How, how do we find truth? How, how do we get at it? How, how do we find historical truth? How do we really come to know what is going on? Well, many of you have studied history. You know that to find historical truth, you first of all try to find sources that are close to the event that happened. Somebody living two, three hundred, thousand, two thousand years down the road doesn't really have the uh, ability to discern what was taking place at that moment in history. For truth in history to be found, you need to be able to go to the original sources. You need to be able to read authors that were in that place at that particular time. Not that, you know, 200 years down the road I I discovered the journal of somebody that was in prison that had some theory about what took place, but no. That I'm reading the actual historical accounts of people that were there. And then then you kind of know we try to find at least two witnesses, and that, again, comes directly from the Bible by The words of two witnesses will the testimony be proven. You see, there are ways that that we can get at the truth. There there are ways that we can begin to to find what was really going on. Was the author there? Were, Were they participating in the events? Does, does someone else agree with what they had to say? see there there are ways that we can come to find the truth and, and yet uh, again, today you know truth it is kind of hard to find it. It seems that a lot of the mainstream uh, press um just, just kind of ignores whatever they kind of feel like, doesn't it? Right? We know, if, if we, we bother to do the, the research to find it out, that, you know, one case of election fraud is being tried presently. But if you turned on CNN this week, if you looked at USA Today, you would never know, right, that that, that was taking place because there was no fraud, you know, according to those people. But no, there, there, there was one woman simply using her her computer in her basement. Right, she got her mail-in ballot that came to her in the mail, and, and she created a, a database of at least a, a thousand people that was fake. And she used a, a simple technique of mail merge, right, to to you know scan her ballot into her computer, and you know put these thousand names printed out on her pieces of paper. Right, I deposited them in the drop box, and she bragged about what she did. That's how she got caught. Okay, and so, you know, just thinking about it, okay, there there is one case being prosecuted right now. Uh, One individual working by herself, you know, apparently thought it would be a good idea. And no one's talking about that the those thousand votes are are being you know taken back. It's just you know she's in a lot of trouble. She did bad thing, but us let's, let's put her in jail maybe so we're we're not going to repeal those votes. We're not going to do any any changes we're, we're not going to admit that if one person working on their own accord could, you know, put a thousand fraudulent votes into the system that well, that's a problem. Well, we don't want to talk about that. But we as Christians, we're called to try to get to the truth. We're called to try to find out what is actually going on. What are things that are really happening? Well, you didn't really come to to hear more about the election, right? You get to to hear enough about that. But I want to talk uh, in our text for today, uh, again, you know, trying to to get to the truth, trying to, to look out for our brothers in Christ. An apparent discrepancy within our scripture. And maybe, you know, you study the Bible, you know, really diligently, and as we're reading the text for today, you know, maybe you know enough of the book of Revelation that it popped into your mind. Eating food sacrificed to idols is really bad in the book of Revelation. In fact, when John is condemning some of the churches, he says to them, you know, this is what God has against you. You eat food, sacrificed to idols. And yet then you came back and you said, you know, to yourself, well, you know, here's our text for today, where the apostle is arguing, you know, we have the freedom... To be able to do this. We have, have this freedom to be able to you know, eat the food, to sacrifice to idols. We can maybe do that. But then, do, do you see where the argument begins to go? For the apostle, he begins to argue, he begins to say, but you know what? There's other people out there, they're they're watching you, they see you eating food sacrificed to idols, and it injures their faith. They they maybe don't have the maturity that you have, they they maybe don't don't, have the, the grounding in the Christian faith that you have, they see you doing this, and it leads them to the conclusion that maybe all gods are equal. Everything out there is just kind of the same. And their faith is hurt. He then goes on to say, you know what, we are called to do better, aren't we? We're called to be at, at a higher level. We're called to be able to refrain from from something maybe we have the freedom to do in order to help our brothers get stronger. Now now certainly somebody reading that that text, you know, just without even knowing about the book of Revelation, they might come to the conclusion, hey yeah, you know, I I kind of do whatever I want. But what we actually are, are seeing is that the, the apostle, he in, in a sense, you know, he merges with the chaos around him, and he directs it into a certain direction, doesn't he? In a sense, he's coming among the people and he's saying, hey, you know, we're we're all, all kind of the same, right? No, we 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 all bleed the same. That's kind of a a song that's out there in the public. Maybe you've heard it on the the radio. You know, we our blood is all the same color. You know, we we are very similar. But I'd like you to come to understand. You know, that eating meat sacrificed to idols hurts other people's faith. And so maybe, in our concern for other people, we ought to not do that. You see, the apostle in our text for today, you know, he's using kind of an, an, an advanced, you know, public relations technique in a sense to, you know, gather people together, to to get them around, you know, that we're all part of the same group, and then to say, now let's go in this direction. And, you know, what's maybe really interesting, again, is, you know, going back into the political arena, uh, you know, this is exactly the same technique we saw President Trump use when the capital was breached, isn't it? For his very first speech coming out to the people, he said, "No, this election was stolen from us, and we're all really upset about this, but now you need to go home. Right? And, and he also, yeah, he, he did say, you know, I, I love you folks, but we need to respect the law enforcement people, and go home. Right, you President Trump, he used exactly this same technique that our apostle used for today, and he's getting great criticism for it, isn't he? Because people are saying, he should have severely condemned them right away. He didn't do that. He said he <laughs> loved those people. See? Now, faced with one of the most difficult circumstances imaginable, you know, he came out and he blended with the chaos and then he directed it in the way it needed to go. Go home. Be at peace. See. It's one of the techniques that, yes, even you and I are called to use as Christian. Now, maybe you've had pastors in, in previous you know, congregations or in the, the past history of your church, and they came and they said, "No, meet the people where they are and then take them to where they need to be. And it's that very same thing that that we're talking about, right? No, if if you see people engaging in sin, and you see people doing a lot of bad things, and and you just come into that group of people, and you say, you guys are a bunch of creeps. I don't even understand what's wrong with half of you. You know, you're not going to make it. You're going the wrong direction. Come on. Why don't you wake up and smell the coffee? Then so people are like, ooh, who does he think he is, right? Who? And I, I've used the, the phrase in the past, but there's people out there saying, you know, if you would come down off of your high horse, I wouldn't be trying to knock you off of it. Right? But you and I as Christians, you know, we're we're called to to be able, you know, to to be aware of what it is we need to do. Right? That we would come into places and, you know, begin to make peace. That we would not be those that that offer harsh condemnation. That that we would not be, you know, the the people that are, are trying to, you know, spin things up all the time, but rather that we are our people who, while certainly are courageous enough to to merge with the chaos, but then to take it in the direction that God would have it to go. That's really what we learn from our text for today. We're called to be those people. We're called to to be able to accurately get to the truth. We're called to, to do the actual research to find what the facts of the matter are. And then we're called to speak that truth in love. Okay, that that comes back to our motivation, doesn't it? If I'm trying to tell someone the truth, am I doing it because I love them? Or am I just doing it because I think I'm right? Am I just doing it to try to prove a point? Am I I speaking the the truth just because I want to grind that person into the dirt? Or am I speaking the truth because I really love people? Do I have love for that person in my heart? And yeah, I, I know it can be hard. It can be really difficult at times, can't it? Where you know, you, you just look around at our, our nation this, this last week, and, you know, President Biden decided in the midst of our economic crisis that $8 billion should go to foreign countries for abortion. You we say, well, why can't that $8 billion help feed people? Why does it have to go to other countries? And, and why, you know, for heaven's sake, is it going to help people get abortions? Why do we need to be doing Something like that, and you' just grind your teeth. You no, know, what is going on with that now we we see many of the the states in our nation that um you know their internal economies are funded by oil right there there's a, about you know twenty five states where the major funding for their governments comes from. Oil production. You begin to, to shut down oil production and there, there's a lot of people out of work. A lot of people can't make a living. By one article I, I read suggested that our oil production has been cut by 25% in this week alone. Right? How, how are, are we going to you know, get gas for our cars? How are we going to be able to... To go to work, how are you going to be able to sustain the state's economy? What what kind of new things are are around the corner? And so now I'm poor, and I'm out of work, and I don't have a job, and I can't put gas in my car to go any We're frustrated. But again, you and I are called to this higher standard, aren't we? You and I are called to be those people that not only speak the truth, but we would speak the truth in love. Some people have offered the the analogy that, you know, when when Christians come to a political debate, it's like they have both hands tied behind their backs, right? And maybe we begin to look around at what the what the other side, the people opposed to us are doing, and, and we begin to, to say, well, you know, if they can, you know, kind of do some of those dirty, shady things, maybe we should, you know, begin to do those same kinds of things. Because how can we win otherwise? Right? If I'm going into a confrontation with someone who speaks lies in hate, You know, and I'm called to speak the truth in love. How am I supposed to survive that? What is really supposed to happen there? But dear friends, in the midst of these trying circumstances, that is where we're called to be. That you, you and I, we would actually, you know, do the hard research to come to understand what the truth is. We, we would work to find the truth. And when the truth is found, we would then speak of it in a loving way. Not, not that I, I want to grind that other person down, right, not, not that I want to win the argument because I like winning. Not not that I'm going to, you know, do the same things to that other person that they do to me, but rather that I understand the truth and I speak it because I want your life to be better. Because I want you to have good things. Because we come to know that when I'm speaking the truth in love, I can sleep at night. You know? And when I'm speaking the truth in love, I have a clear conscience. And even if it means that I spoke the truth in love, but I was placed in prison because of it, I can still sing in the prison like the ancient apostles were able to do Because I'm God's child inside. No matter where I am, no matter what the circumstance, if I'm doing things according to God's will, I have His peace. And I have His reassurance. And I have a clean and dear friends, for us in Christ, those are the most important aspects, aren't they? That I would be able to do God's will. That I would be able to enter, yes, the, the public square, that I would be able to speak the truth of God in whatever circumstance. I would be able to to take whatever the consequence might be, and I would still be able to love. And that love, it comes to us by those means of grace, doesn't it? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he loved us so very much that he died in our place. And he died not just to, to get us off the hook, not just so he could buy a, a bunch of slaves for his plantation in the heavenlies, but rather that we could be sons and daughters. That we, too, can call out, Abba, Father. That we, too, can become the people that God has seen us to be. Dear friends in Christ, that is where you are. God loves you so much. You're his children. He wants the best for you. He wants you to be able to go out and be the kinds of people he designed you to be. Go and fulfill your purpose. And speak the truth in love. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.